0: Blue Notes on Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts, and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture, and economics. I think data, while parts of it will be commoditized, the, the enterprise value that's associated with it is probably one of the most enduring areas that a company can invest in to get to kind of competitive advantage. Today, Miley Kennegg, Group Executive Digital Banking ANZ, talks data, analytics and Sputnik moments. We hope you enjoy the discussion. Before I was at Google, I was about 22 years at another wonderful American company called uh, Procter & Gamble. And one of the things that was really interesting for me was to have somewhat of a of a Seat at the at at the table watching what was at its time what was largely considered one of the world's best companies starting to slide into irrelevance. I'm not saying that P and G is irrelevant, but if you think about how, where P and G was, even call it twenty years ago to where it is today, it is a it isn't. You wouldn't call it the innovation powerhouse that it, it previously had been. Um, and so to kind of go from P and G and then kind of you know go, kind of run smack into the teenager that was Google and see the differences between those two companies uh, was quite interesting um, and what I'm going to talk largely today about is data and data and analytics and uh, but you know a lot of what I, I will talk about probably could could um, could be uh, applied further than that but the reason I want to talk about data and analytics is because for me you know the whole big data conversation is probably in my mind one of the most overhyped in some areas, but is also probably one of the most underestimated uh, things that are going to happen in our generation of, of business leaders. And I actually think about it quite differently to some of the things like, I don't know. Um, almost free computing power. The fact that you know today to, to kind of get computing power is 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 you know costs virtually nothing compared to what it used to. But there's a whole lot of other things. But for me, data is is a is a very and analytics is is on a quite a different level because unlike a lot of the other stuff which will increasingly be commoditized, I think data, while parts of it will be commoditized, the the enterprise value that's associated with it is probably one of the most enduring areas that a company can invest in to get to kind of competitive advantage. So that's why I'm particularly interested in the in the data and analytics space. And actually, when I came to Google uh, to, uh, to ANZ, it was actually the first really kind of pointy choice that I kind of um, encouraged our CEO to make, which was that we really needed to up-level in this area. Um, it's not that we were doing nothing with it, but we just had to kind of drive it a lot harder. Uh, and the thing that has been interesting is when I look at data and analytics, it feels like... There is such diverse kind of CEO board and kind of senior level adoption of the really the, the understanding of, it, of the importance of it, and it's you know in my previous uh, in my previous role I would sit in kind of boardrooms, and it was shocking to me how long it took some of these different companies to have their kind of Sputnik moment, that moment when they finally realize that they are actually facing and really an you know an existential threat and that they have to do something dramatically different. And the first kind of evolution of that, the first thing they do often was really mimicking execution. And it took them actually quite a long time to get to the root of what they needed to change, which got back to capabilities, culture, and in, at the root of that is the data and analytics capability and the data and analytics culture. So it's been interesting to watch that, but, you know, as, uh, as Andrew said, you know, there are some industries that, that they, they've left it so late uh, that they no longer had actually the financial uh, flexibility to do anything meaningful about it, right? And I look, unfortunately, at a lot of our, our media outlets, I look increasingly at many retail, and they're just leaving it all so late, that they're just, you know, you struggle to to see whether or not they're going to have the flexibility to actually drive the change and the time to drive the change. And, you know, when I joined banking, actually, one of my big, you know, deep breaths is, does financial services actually have the time to drive the change that we're going to have to drive in in the industry. I think we do. I wouldn't have joined if I didn't. But uh, I think there are many people around the room who are sitting in industries that you're going to be facing the precipice um, and you need to make that that change. And actually one of the interesting Sputnik moments for me on a a country level was China. I think China's Sputnik moment on data and data analytics was actually when the DeepMind crew at Google beat the the Go players. Um, And if you look at the relative fast kind of change in the Chinese government's commitment to data and and analytics post- that that go and sound something as trivial 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 as that but it was really interesting when you tr- track the rec- rhetoric around data and analytics and the investments post that that go competition it' actually was pretty stark anyway when I look at um, what I see companies doing who are doing a good job um, really moving uh, their data and their you know data and analytics capability forward to me I see them doing a couple things one of the first ones is clearly and this goes without saying but you know it has to to be raised up in the the CEO's strategy. If it is not one of the probably handful of things, five things that your CEO cares about, then it's not high enough up in the in the strategy. And the other one is uh, actually segmenting it into in data into two things, both thinking about it as an asset in your in the strategy, but also thinking about it a capability. And I see I don't see companies actually doing that very frequently. Saying that we actually need to build a data asset, but then we also separately but linked need to actually drive the capability to know what to do with it. I often see them doing one or the other or limping link link you know just lumping them together and not having a really clear therefore action plan against either. But that's obviously the first thing. Um, the other thing is that it's it's relatively easy for firms to wrap their head around the kind of the business as usual faster easier cheaper application of data and analytics so you see that happening quite quickly what often takes more time um, is actually understanding the massive just disaggregation and re-aggregation it's going to cause across in across the whatever industry they're in Um, and I mean, for me, a classic one is payments. And if I look at what's happening in in the payments world, you know, at the moment, which was, you know, historically, uh, you know, really obviously controlled or led by by banks. You know, if I just look at why a company, for example, like Google, wants to get into payments, um, it's, you know, they're, they're, they drive ninety percent of their of their commercial value through advertising. They don't want to get into payments. They have no interest in getting into payments for payment's sake. What they're interested in doing is actually being able to prove that their advertising works. And the way they can prove how their advertising works is actually being able to link that if someone clicks on a, an ad on a Google site, we can actually prove through the, through having a payments mechanism that they actually went and bought something, which makes their advertising, you know, more valuable. And so, and that's a data play, right? So again, the number of people who are sitting looking at whatever data you're sitting on and looking at it through a very, very dis- diff- you know, different commercial lens is something that it takes, I think, many firms way too long to actually get across. And so, again, for me, the easy thing, and and it's the right place to start, is the better, faster, cheaper side of using data analytics. The thing that it takes people way too long is actually looking at their data asset, understanding what truly is the value, you know, what is the valuable part of it, growing that data asset and understanding that other people are looking at it and figuring out how to disintermediate it right? Because they will have a different way of using the the value of that data. But um, And then the, the third one, which I won't spend too too much time on, but is increasingly important, particularly, if, obviously, as you know, you're in global business, is the governance side of, of data. That gets way too little, um, I guess, uh, airplay in, in many countries. And I think it's going to get more difficult, but more important because of... The, the you know the, the the radically different attitude that different nationalities have towards privacy and security around around their data, um, and so if you're operating in an international business, the complexity is associated with that, and therefore the the priority you need to put on good governance is just going to explode. And, you know, the fact that, you know, if you look at, at the attitudes towards privacy and, um, and and data security in Germany, it looks fundamentally different to China. And again, it looks fundamentally different to Australia, the US. It's, and managing that is going to be important, but also equally important. I mean, the government governments need to respond to that, but they also need to respond to the economic realities of the fact that the governments are now are looking at... At data and understanding that they're going to lose industries if they don't do something about managing the the data controls uh, of their existing businesses. So I think there's going to be quite, well there already is quite a lot of pretty interesting movements happening around uh, regulation of data um, which is easy to tie obviously to consumer attitudes but I think is increasingly going to be tied as well to good old fashioned tax revenue management as well. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes on Air. Blue Notes on Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin MacLeod.